Now, what am I good at? I can shred on the drums, and I'm a marketing whiz. Okay, Venom, reel it in. Reel it in this time, all right? Reel it in. Reel it in slow and steady. I'm Parker Dietz. I'm Tom Logan. And you're listening to Reel It In, the podcast for marketers who like other stuff too. All right, welcome back to Reel It In. Tom and I are so thrilled to be joined by Savannah Sanchez, um, more commonly known as Social Savannah, if we can call you that. Um, but Savannah works with some of the, the top e-com brands to elevate their paid social ad strategy as, as well as manage their ad, ad campaigns on TikTok. Um, she works with a team of expert content creators, video editors to help these brands produce original, conversion-optimized, uh, creative every week. So today we're going to be really focused on UGC and TikTok creative. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us, Savannah. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. And it's, uh, it's definitely a good time for it, too, because more than anything else, um, the clients we work with, just general talk on the street, is is all about TikTok. Um, so I have a feeling our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this, especially given the fact that you've definitely cemented your name as a foremost expert on the on the topic. So to set the stage a little bit for our listeners, for those who are unfamiliar with you, would you mind just giving a quick rundown how you got into the world of ad creative and ad management and how that led into what you're doing now? Yeah, of course. So my name's Savannah Sanchez. My business is The Social Savannah. I actually started out in this whole e-commerce, media buying, ad creative world, Um, Back in 2018, I was a media buyer at an ad agency that worked with e-commerce clients. Back then, I would say success on paid social relied a lot more off of media buying tactics and strategies in the ad account. Creative was definitely not as important back then. Um, As the years went on, I actually went off to start my own business in 2020, The Social Savannah, and I started out just doing freelance media buying for clients on Facebook, Snapchat, Pinterest, And really, since 2020, we've seen a huge shift. Every month seems to get more and more important that the ad creatives is really what drives success in your ad account more than like the media buying tactics that used to back then. Um, So last year, um, I actually really started leading more into TikTok just because with all the changes going on with Facebook and iOS 14, um, Facebook just became more and more difficult for new brands. So I really dived into learning how to scale ads on TikTok and what it takes to perform well on that platform. And the number one thing with TikTok, again, is the creatives. Like what is the actual ad that people are seeing? Um, It's so important and you have to make creatives that are specific for TikTok. So that's kind of my world over the last year is figuring out what ads perform best on TikTok, what the best strategies are for scaling on TikTok and how to get like that great UGC performance-based content for brands um, that want to scale on TikTok. Yeah, and definitely a a fortuitous time to uh, crack into TikTok given its popularity and and there's a lot of like unknowns around it too because it's it's relatively new as a channel. Um, And and like you said, specifically for TikTok and compared to the past with relying on just ad buying tactics, the creative is is so much uh, more important. And I think for a lot of the listeners, they're going to be wondering uh, like how to get started, where they should begin with their, their journey. And that really starts with uh, who is creating the content, right? Um, like the content creators you work with, whether you are working with like third-party creators or, or doing it in-house. Um, but as far as 
finding the the right like TikTok creators to to work with. Um, is there anything you would recommend as far as like best practices go? How do you go about um, finding creators that align with with the brand um, and the goals that you want to get out of any given campaign? Sure. So I do all of my influencer and creator research on TikTok itself, like going through hashtags, like makeup or trying to find girls that are into makeup or fashion or just people who come across my For You page that I identify as like, oh, they're really great at talking to the camera. They look like they can fit my target audience really well. So I don't use any third party tools to find creators. I'm just researching through TikTok, which I think is the best way to do it. One thing I would say for brands when they get started trying to get content from TikTok creators, a big mistake I see brands make a lot is that they'll reach out to the creator, maybe they'll negotiate a price or it's an exchange for free product, whatever it is, and they don't provide like a very detailed brief. They're just like, here's the product, you do your thing. Um, I think what I've found in my experience is don't don't assume that creators know how to make a great ad and know like performance creative principles, what a hook is, what a call to action is, how to capture attention in the first three seconds. I would say it's really on the brand to provide a very detailed brief of, okay, this is the hook we want to start out with. Here's the three value props I need you to list out. We want to end with the CTA. We want to make sure we have this in the first frame of unboxing or whatever it is. So. That would be my number one advice to brands starting out with working with TikTok creators is be very detailed in your brief and don't just send out product and hope for the best. You do have to storyboard it and lay out how it should look and then let the creator whose expertise should be talking to the camera and having great lighting and um, looking very natural and organic as they're talking to the camera, let them be the experts at that. But the brand needs to come with the expertise of how to make a great performance driven ad. Yeah, and so how do you strike the balance between providing that detailed brief, that detailed level of instruction, and still letting creators, you know, be creative and let their personality shine through? I think a lot of times you'll see uh, brands that that don't do it well. Um, it looks like it's some sort of like hostage video. The person's reading off a script, like very unnatural. Um, are there any uh, <laughs> are there any good ways you can go about like uh, navigating that while still um, providing enough instruction. Yeah, I would say that it is a hard balance to strike. And like you said, you're either on one side of the pendulum or not, or the other side where you're just giving them free reign or it looks like a hostage video. So what I like to do when I'm identifying creators, I really value finding girls who can speak well to the camera and especially ones that have acting experience can really be helpful. Like I do have a lot of actresses on my team that create UGC content because they do know how to like talk to a camera and not sound fake or forced with it. So I think that's an underrated skill to look for is someone with acting experience when they're reading the script, they're going to sound natural. Um, so that's another tip. I also work with a ton of actresses instead of like influencers or creators to create content. And also I'm, when I'm identifying creators, I'm also looking for like how great their lighting is in their house. Cause of course lighting in the videos is so important, especially for like unboxing shots or makeup, beauty. You want to make sure you have really great bright lighting. So those are the two things I look for. Can they talk to the camera really naturally? And like, what is the lighting and setting going to be like when they film? Um, so as long as they can accomplish those two things, I, I'm a bit of a micromanager. I like to take over the rest of the, the side. So I swing way on the side of I'm providing an exact script. These are the shots I need. 
we need this hook. I need you to say this. We need these five shots. So I think that I come with it from that approach because I do have access to so many TikTok ad accounts. I can see what's working in those ad accounts. And when I'm working with a client, I'm like, okay, I need an ad that's just like this. It follows, it follows this proven ad formula. I know this hook works. I know I need these different scenes. So I kind of have the storyboard in my head of how we need to put it together to fit this formula. And then I'm going to the creator to, to get that footage so that I can put it together. And then I have editors on my team who will take it and put the text overlays and the animations that I need. Uh, but ultimately I'm looking for the creators to be more like actresses than influencers. But that's just my approach. Yeah, and, and having access to all those ad accounts, I'm wondering, because you get to see a lot more than what an individual brand would. Um, is there anything, any general like truisms or um, things to always include in a, in a TikTok video ad that you find will, you know, everything else out the window, like the creative concept aside, that will always help, um, or at least in most, most of the time help with, with engagement, with performance, um, and generally achieve your goals. Sure. I would say the formula is really straightforward. It's always starting with the hook, which is usually a sentence that just lays out what is this video going to be about. So for instance, a really popular hook that I use is things TikTok made me buy. And then the video will go into, I found this really cool hairbrush on TikTok. It's supposed to like make my hair smoother. So I want to try it out. And oh my gosh, it works so great. Like go buy it now. So it's the hook that kind of introduces what the rest of the video is about. So things TikTok made me buy is one that I've used over and over again, um, and it continues to perform really well. So whenever I'm working with a new client for TikTok, we always try to provide a things TikTok made me buy style video. Another one that works really well is stuff I found on the internet that I can no longer live without. Same type of deal where then it goes into, I saw this, on, I saw this, I kept seeing this on social media. I wanted to see what it's like. Um, so those type of videos do really well on TikTok. Um, things you should know about home edition. Like I found this really cool furniture site. So having that hook to introduce what the rest of the video is about and to hook people in to see what they're going to be watching before going into the problem and solution is really key. So I would say when you're thinking about ad concepts, always put the most attention towards creating a great hook and testing different hooks. Yeah, I can speak for Tom as well, but I'm definitely a sucker for those. Um, there's one right now that if I see this video ad one more time, I'm going to buy it. It's a uh, it's a little fan that like clips to your belt and blows uh, air into your shirt. Um, you know, it's some nice <laughs> added ventilation. Uh, I might look like a psychopath walking down the street with it, but here in the New York summers, I think it's, it might be necessary. So I said if, if I watch so it one funny. more time, I'm going to buy it and I'll post a review. <laughs> If you see that ad, please send it to me. I want to look that one up because in Vegas, that would be very helpful as well. <laughs> yeah. Tom, weren't you just telling me about like if you see an ad a certain amount of times, there's some statistic you read about it, uh, the the metrics or something you said? I'm explaining it terribly. I'm not sure. There's certainly a line there. Um, at a certain point, you're just fatiguing and wasting ad dollars on, on audiences who aren't going to convert and, and you're not optimizing for... Um, serving, you know, educational, um, introduct introductory type ads at the top of the funnel, and then maybe more product focused stuff at the bottom of the funnel. But I think it really depends. Actually, that's a, that's a great question for Savannah. Are you thinking about um, different different types of content or different formats for TikTok videos at different points of the funnel, 
or is it fairly uh, fairly flat across the board? You know, I would say for TikTok ads, we're pretty much only focused on prospecting, like brand new customers. What we're seeing is like the typical yeah, journey right. is people discovering products on TikTok and then getting retargeted later on Facebook or Google ads, um, and then they ultimately end up purchasing. So I think TikTok's main strength is like top of the funnel awareness and creating ads for people who have never heard yep. of your product and then retargeting them on Facebook with specific offers or something a bit more educational. Um, with your retargeting ads on Facebook, you could take the approach of knowing that someone knows what this product does. Now you can dive into more of the value props and um, tackle those barriers to why they didn't purchase in the first place. And I do like your point about frequency. I think frequency is so, I love high frequency on ads. I think it does help when someone sees ads over and over again for the same brand. I think a part of that too is making sure you're rotating your creatives weekly. So putting in new ads at the top of the funnel um, so that people aren't seeing the same stuff over and over again on TikTok. So I would say it's fine to have a high frequency. People can see your ads all the time, but change up your messaging um, and change up what they're seeing so they don't get bored of the same video for a year straight. Yeah, Savannah. So if, um, if I'm a brand that's looking to do more on TikTok, do you generally advise them to, uh, or me in this instance, would you advise me to come up with like a, a fairly broad uh, native presence or, or just a native posting cadence to start to learn and then start doing like ads on top of that? Or do you, are you generally working with people who are like, listen, CPMs are attractive. We need the awareness. We have the, we have the media budget. Let's just like see what we can do with a paid campaign. Yeah, I, I see a bit of both. I think you can definitely find success with TikTok ads, even if you don't have an organic presence. A lot of times the ads aren't even connected to an organic profile. So if they get served an ad and they click on the profile picture, it actually just takes them straight to the website. So it's definitely not a necessity to have an organic presence. I will say though, if a brand is trying to make their creatives in-house, it is really helpful to have a great understanding of the platform and to be posting on there, seeing what content is working organically, and that can help drive your ad strategy from seeing what people are organically interacting with and what they're responding to. So it's kind of a, it's, it's like free research almost. Like if you're posting yeah. content on the organic side. Yeah. I remember our uh, TikTok partner rep had told us that uh, he recommends starting with at least some sort of limited native presence just to start to understand what's like resonating, what's, what's really connecting with the audience, particularly if, if Gen Z isn't your core audience as a brand. It's like, well, let's make sure that you're, you're able to establish some sort of traction, get some sort of feedback before you put money into paid. But I mean, sounds like it, it depends on, on the case a little bit. No, I, I think that's smart for sure. Yeah. What about trends? That's something that we get asked about uh, dozens of times a day collectively. Do we need to be following trends? How do we make sure we're staying on top of trends? It's not always the most conducive to the way that Coley helps brands generate content. It's usually about a four-week turnaround time, and you know sometimes a trend is is huge today and kind of gone tomorrow. Um, how do you? I'm sure that's a question you get all the time. How do you how do you respond to that question? Sure. I think on the organic side, like posting natively, it's important for brands to stay on top of trends and. 
I think that's where it's really helpful to have someone in house, whether an intern that's really into TikTok, maybe a recent college grad, to be creating videos that are staying on top of the music trends and and stuff like that. But for ads, I always recommend to brands steer clear of trends. One for the reason that you've said, just the really short shelf life. We've tried trend videos on TikTok ads and we never see them perform well as like our evergreen hook problem solution ending. I would say one thing that's really important is making sure the ads still look really native to TikTok. So utilizing TikTok's native text, native animations, you want it to look like it was built in TikTok, but you don't need it to be so TikTok-y to where it's following a certain trend. Um, so another thing also with trends is that they usually accompany music and music, of course, you can't use copyrighted sounds in your ads. Brands do it, but that is potentially opening you up to a huge lawsuit. So I do not recommend that. I would always recommend using commercially licensed sounds and music, but trends are so music focused. So that also is a huge barrier to using trends in your ads. I saw your tweet today about it, actually. Um, Calling someone out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Drake's getting a, I don't think Drake's getting a cut <laughs> of that ad revenue. Uh, so you mentioned um, like the different elements of, of the TikTok videos, the, the overlays, the music, things like that. When you're managing these ad accounts and, and you're switching these creatives every week, um, a, a big thing here at Coley is um, ongoing testing to, to keep feeding that feedback loop and kind of like doubling down on what's working, but always, you know, kind of testing in the background. So I'm curious on TikTok specifically, what are the different things that you're testing um, any given week when you're managing the accounts? Yeah, I think some of them are more like, because we're working with different creators, so just trying different faces, different demographics, like who's actually starring in the ads, really important. Testing different hooks, so like whether it's things TikTok made me buy or another of the thousand hooks out there. Um, so I think that's really important. Really focusing on changing up the first three seconds, I think is the most important in any test with creatives because um, that's where people are watching the most and what's going to be most impactful. Um, and then I think length too is something that we're testing with, um, doing like six seconds versus 15 versus 30. I haven't seen a trend like across ad accounts that like six seconds is definitively better than 15 seconds, but we are seeing interesting results where we'll launch like a 15 second version versus a 30 second version. And the 15 second version will do like way better than 30 seconds. So it's, it is specific for each ad account, but I think those are things worth testing, especially when you find like a winning ad. Like if you create an ad, it's 30 seconds long and you're like, okay, how do I get more of this? That would be my next thought process is, can we shorten it? Can we trim it down to 15 and see if that works better? Can we change the first three seconds? Can we change the hook? Can we have a different actress in the ad, but going through the exact same storyline and script, like just having someone different in there, like is that gonna help us get more longevity out of this concept? So I always think it's best to try to double down on what's working and create iterations off of what's working than to try to grab a new concept every week. So a lot of the ads I do create is like, when we find a winning ad, how can we change this slightly or mix it up to try to get more life out of a concept that we know is winning? It's interesting, especially with TikTok, is I always, I get disappointed in myself how short my attention span is on there. Um, I really don't give videos much of an opportunity to to hook me. Um, it's either I'm, I'm in or I'm out. So you really do have to test a lot of things because it's it's so much, uh, you know, ha having to do with the brain chemistry and things that we, 
we don't know much about, but it's got to, uh, it's really got to appeal to you right away and, and keep you entertained. So I'm sure there's no shortage of, of new trends that'll arise, new things, new learnings as, as more people launch more ads and, um, extract more, more, uh, insights from, from all these different ad campaigns. But it's super interesting to, to hear from someone who's, who's worked with so many and, and looks at it on a daily basis. It's totally different than me, a user, uh, who just wastes hours on it, uh, every day. Um, uh, you're doing research. Oh yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. When I'm at my desk on TikTok That's... and Tom walks by my desk, I just tell him I'm doing social research. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to prep for the pod. Exactly. It's just yeah, exactly. me watching people. For three make... seconds is a big, big takeaway. I watch people smoke meats for, for hours every day. I don't own a smoker. I've never smoked anything in my life, but now that I, I know how on TikTok, who knows, I might be a pit master one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're well on your way. In general, I think like if you were to just look at kind of the buzz online right now, it's like, oh, the the CPMs are super attractive. Like Tom said, everyone's on TikTok. You got to get on TikTok. And it seems like you would assume brands are all like super gung-ho about TikTok all the way. I'm curious, are, you, are there any common like concerns or hesitations you're still hearing a lot of? Um, and if so, like, how would you, how would you navigate those? Sure. Well, TikTok still is in its infancy in terms of the platform. And one thing that brands I think don't expect when they get on TikTok ads is that there is a significant learning phase and you do have to put a significant budget to like seasoning the pixels of what I call it. So I think that's a big change from brands that are used to advertising on Facebook where Facebook's algorithm and their data set is so much larger than TikTok. Facebook knows everything about everyone. TikTok's getting there um, slowly but surely, for better, for worse. But um, I think that that's something that brands, when they come to TikTok ads for the first time, they're surprised that like, oh, like this isn't working. Like we're losing money. I'm like, yeah, like TikTok has no idea who your customer is, what your brand is, what you're selling. It does take data and feeding the pixel like signal of like people who are clicky on the ads, adding to cart, purchasing for the pixel to learn and to start to better serve the ads to people who are most likely to convert. So it's not something you can just have a great, even if you do have a great creative, you can't just turn it on out of nowhere and expect the pixel to be like fully functioning. So I have a TikTok course out and I go through like how to season the pixel and like optimizing for add to cart, initiate checkout, purchase, like going through the funnel. And that's something I get the most feedback on is people are like, oh, I didn't realize that there was like a significant learning phase. And so, and, and on top of that, all the creative testing, like, you don't know what creatives are going to work when you first start out. So I think brands maybe will underestimate how much creatives they need to test at first and the budget and length of time it takes to start seeing like a positive return. So that's the feedback that I get the most. I think it'd be really hard for a lot of paid marketers who like they have like the devil that they know, right? Like sure that Facebook's gotten a lot more expensive, a lot more difficult to track, you know, results on over the last couple of years, really since iOS, as you mentioned, but at least they know what they can expect, right? It's, it's, you might have a take on this. I feel like in particularly in the last six months, maybe as the economy's declined a little bit, the test budget has like started to disappear a little bit and people's patience for testing and trying to get something right has started to wane a little bit. So I wanted to just kind of double click on that, on that as a topic, like 
how do you how do you ensure how do you how do you give a brand guidance uh, to not bail after the first two weeks and their two thousand dollar ad budget didn't yield like you know equal output to their traditional Facebook spend or things like that? Is it just like a stick with this and maybe stop being so cheap type of guidance, or is there something a little more nuanced? I am really upfront with brands I work with, like hey, like this might take like 5,000 or $10,000 of ad spend budget in order to get the learning phase to test enough mm -hmm. creatives. I always approach it like this. I'm like, okay, you know, TikTok is hot. Like you said, CPMs are low. If you are going to test it, test it right. Invest in getting good creatives. Let's put enough ad spend behind these creatives so that we can have some statistically significant learnings. I would say, and so that's what I, I tell brands. I'm like, do you have like five or $10,000 to devote towards ad spend and creatives to give it like a hearty shot for at least a month? Like, let's give it a month, see how it goes. I think that's the best way to go about it. And then at least the brands can walk away saying, look, we, we gave it a good shot. We got a lot of creatives. We set up the campaigns correctly. This was the result. And then they can decide what they want to do from there. Some, I think the worst thing that brands can do is giving it like a half-ass shot of, Okay, our we know our creatives aren't even really that good. We don't have that many. We have like a thousand dollars of ad spend to test it, and then 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 they end up just saying, "Oh, TikTok doesn't work," and then they forget about it forever. Right. So I think if if you are going to test it, test it right and test it for at least a month, um, so that you can at least walk away knowing that like you did it the right way, you got good creatives, and then you can decide what to do from there. There was one other point as you were saying, like the economy has gotten worse and brands are have like less of a testing budget. I think the exact same thing is happening on the consumer side of people who are using TikTok. People on TikTok are looking for deals more than ever. Price is way more important than quality on TikTok more than ever. So that's something for brands to keep in the back of their mind too. Like people are really conserving their budget and being more intentional about what they're purchasing. So in your ads, you have to address all those barriers and come across of like, why this is such a great value? This is a great deal. So that's something that I've seen as a trend in the last few months for sure, is that people are a lot more deal conscious and you're gonna have to attack those barriers to purchase even harder than you did before because people aren't just willy-nilly um, gonna spend $50 like they may have six months ago. It's like a total impulse buy, exactly. All right, I think that's a good place to, to cap it. Test it right, compete on value. Um, Savannah, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to link to your Twitter and your, your TikTok ads course, uh, below. Um, is there any other thing you'd like to plug, um, Vegas tourism board, anything <laughs> like that before, uh, before we part ways? Sure. If you want to come visit me in Vegas, doors always open Can go hit up some casinos or pool parties. But, um, but yeah, if, if you want to visit my website, learn more about me, my website is the social savannah.com. And I just want to say, Thanks again for having me on. It's been awesome. We love talking TikTok. And uh, to our listeners, thank you for, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Reel It In. Talk to you next time.